hindsight is 2020, isn't it? If you could have coffee with your new caregiver self, what kind of advice would you have to give? Well, I've got some thoughts about that that I'm going to share with you today. Hi, my name is Liz Craven, and this is the Sage Aging Podcast. This show was designed especially for you to help you navigate the aging and caregiving journey. I absolutely love this time that I get to spend with you. I hope that you find value in it and that you enjoy it as well. And if you wouldn't mind, now would be a great time for you to tap that subscribe button so that you'll never miss an episode of Sage Aging. So let's get right to our topic. The other day, I was listening to some music and a song by Cher came on, and I know you've all heard it. It's If, it, if I Could Turn Back Time. That's a classic, isn't it? Love Cher, love all of her music, but that one really got me thinking. I was thinking about if I could turn back time and do over some of the hardest things that I've done in my life, what kind of things would I change and what kind of advice would I have for myself? And bar none, caregiving experiences that we've had have been the hardest and probably the most rewarding things we've done in our life, my husband and I. But um, gosh, to know what I know now at the start of my journey would have been a real gift. And every single thing that I came up with that I thought to myself I would encourage myself in a different way or I would seek different kind of knowledge, every bit of that tends to lead back to conversations that I have with caregivers that are new caregivers now every single day. So I'm going to share my top five with you, and I wonder how they'll resonate with you. The first piece of advice I would give myself as a new caregiver is to make sure that I was having the right conversations with my loved ones early on. And I think probably most of us fall victim to that, don't we? We think that we have time. We don't really need to talk about these things yet. That's so far down the road. Let's not even worry about it. But honestly, that couldn't be further from the truth. Those who are best prepared and have had those conversations are going to have the best experiences as it relates to aging and caregiving. And my own family is a true testament to that. My mother was young when she was diagnosed with cancer. She was diagnosed at 68, and we thought we had some time to have those conversations for her. She wasn't at all prepared. We were not at all prepared, and that caregiving experience was far different than the one for my in-laws who were prepared, and we had had those conversations. So I'd encourage you to talk to your loved ones. Talk about long-term care. What is it they would like to see for their care? Um, would they like to age in place, or is assisted living something that they'd like to consider? How about legal documents? Have you got all the legal documents in order? Those are really, really important, especially if you get to a place where there's any kind of cognitive impairment. And how about family roles? Are you, have you defined family roles? How will you and your siblings and other loved ones divvy up the responsibilities as it relates to care, or will that all be left to one person? Those are conversations you really need to have. And what about finances? That's a big one too, because what kind of care can you afford? Are the pieces in place to allow your loved one to have the kind of later years that they want? And then there's end of life, an uncomfortable conversation, but do you know what they want? 
and would you be able to fulfill their wishes? So that is that is a conversation, many conversations that should be had over a period of time, and it's never too early to start those conversations. So that's the first bit of advice that I would have given myself. Number two for me, I would have told myself to educate myself really well. And what do I mean by that? You know, I've got a college education, sure. I know a lot of things, but I knew nothing about caregiving. And I knew nothing about the things that may or may not be available to help us care for my loved ones. I knew nothing about Medicare, Medicaid. I knew nothing about social workers and how to best take advantage of the services that they provide. I certainly knew nothing about pancreatic cancer. And so I would tell myself to spend some time and dig into, um, most importantly, your loved one's condition and what their physical needs might be. Um, because you want to also then take inventory of your own knowledge and skill sets to see if you can even provide the type of care that's necessary or if you're going to need to get some help. I'd also really encourage myself to find the ins and outs of the medical system. That one's really hard to navigate and it's scary and frustrating. So I would take the time to figure that out and to talk to people and get myself educated about that system. Also about Medicaid and Medicare. What does all of that mean? What is the right type of plan for your loved one? Those are questions that you probably are going to need some assistance with. So reach out to the right people and get yourself educated. The more knowledge you have, the better caregiving experience you'll have and the better aging experience your loved one will have. So know it before you need it and don't leave any stone unturned. The next thing that I would have told myself is to get help and get support. I think we all want to be self-sufficient. That's just kind of the way that I, I was raised anyway. Um, you know, I can do things myself and I'm strong and I'm independent and I got this. And yes, those are good qualities and that's a great attitude to have, but you also need to know when it's time to seek help and seek support. And the best way to go about that in my experience is to first, Take inventory. I mentioned that in my last one. Take inventory of your situation. What is your skill set compared to the needs that are present? Can you do that yourself? Or is that something you either need to seek further education on or call in some reinforcements? It's really important to know that so that you can take care of your loved one in the most efficient way possible without just killing yourself because it's no secret. Caregiving is a really tough job. And if you have the right skill set to go with the needs that are present, you'll be in good shape. But if not, it's not a shameful thing to reach out and seek support. So that would be the first thing I would do. Identify the needs and gaps and seek support and help for those. Engage family members as much as possible. And that can be a tricky one. Family dynamics are always a little bit strange during these types of situations. You know, there are many families who work like a finely well-oiled machine and, and boy, isn't it great when that happens. But most of the time, 
there can be a little friction. And so clearly defining those roles and engaging people is a very good thing. Engage people where their talents are and where their schedules allow and see if you can't find that help and support within the family. Sometimes there might be neighbors or friends who would be willing to pitch in. Maybe they'd come over and have coffee with your loved one once a week, or maybe make extra when they're preparing their evening dinner so that you can um, take that task off of your plate. So don't be afraid to ask for that. And by the way, when people say to you, how can I help? Have a list on the ready. Keep it on your phone, text it to them and let them choose a task that would be helpful to you, but also be something they'd be comfortable doing. The next thing that I would encourage myself to do is to utilize community resources. My goodness, so many people have no idea what's available in their own community. There are all kinds of services that are available right there in your own backyard. And so I'd encourage you to reach out and figure out which of those apply to your situation, which may be helpful and take advantage of those. So what kinds of things might be available? The best way to find out is to call your local area agency on aging. And every community in the United States has one of these. And this is a place that you can call to get connected to the services that are available in your local community. And I'm gonna put a link in the show notes and the blog post that will take you right to the page where you can put in your zip code and find the contact information for your local area agency on aging. I promise you that is the best phone call you're going to make, and I would certainly start there. But don't stop there, because there are also a lot of really great resources available that are unadvertised in the community. So think churches that have lively senior ministries. Those are a great place to start. A lot of nonprofit organizations are providing services within the community. Sometimes these things are not advertised because if they did advertise them, they'd be overwhelmed. And typically it's a small group that just is looking to help in any way they can. Uh, Habitat for Humanity is a place to a place that you could check. A lot of those organizations do basic home repairs. Um, Perhaps there's a church that installs ramps. I know there are lots of meal meal delivery type services. Think Meals on Wheels. Um, Those are all things that could help you in a pinch and take a few tasks off your plate and help you to care for your loved one better. You'll also want to check your local transportation system. Whatever your city or county's transit program is, they probably have assistance for transportation for those who are disabled or aging. So that's one place to check. Don't forget to check local city and county funded programs. There might be some opportunity there to help you out with some respite or home care or home delivered meals. And then last but not least, let's not forget to think about veterans benefits. That's a little outside the scope of utilizing local resources, but if you are a veteran, please make sure that you check with your local veterans office to see if there are any programs you qualify for. We don't want you to lose out on any of those. And last but not least, number five. This is actually very much not least. I think probably one of the most important things. If I were talking to myself as a new caregiver, I would encourage myself to be kind to myself. Um, It's very easy to give in to the overwhelm and to 
really think, gosh, I'm just doing such a bad job. I'm not a good caregiver. I can't handle this. This is too much. Don't do that to yourself. Give yourself some grace for the things that you are doing. If you step out of bed every day and you're giving the best that you can, then that's enough. Be proud of yourself and be gracious with yourself in the, in the moments that you fail, because there's no doubt you are going to have moments that you just know you're not cutting the mustard and it's okay. That is not a shame. That's just kind of human nature, isn't it? It happens to all of us, but there's no such thing as perfection. So don't try to be that. I also want you to remember to prioritize self-care. And you hear that said over and over. It's kind of cliche, isn't it? You hear self-care is not selfish. And, you know, as much as I hate those cliches, that one is really true. It's not selfish because if you don't care for yourself, then you cannot be at your best to care for the one that you love either. So make sure, even if it's just a few minutes, um, I used to take extra minutes in the shower. Nobody there but me, hot steamy water uh, running over me and helping me to just let go of the stress of the day. So take advantage of that time. If you can get away for a day or a half a day, what a wonderful gift to yourself. Do that as often as possible. Take advantage of all of those offers of help from family, friends, neighbors, and have someone come sit with your loved one for a little bit, watch a movie, and give you the opportunity to get out of the house. Um, also, I would say define boundaries. That is something that you really have to do. Um, caregiving will stretch you. And your family members and all of those surrounding you will stretch you. Define your bond boundaries and stick to them. You have to do that for your own well-being. Um, positive self-talk is another piece of that. Let yourself know that you're proud of yourself. Um, pat yourself on the back for a job well done. And sometimes pat yourself on your back for just getting through the day because those are all things that you can take with you and feel good about what you're doing. Don't be so hard on yourself. And probably the last piece of this would be don't try to go it alone. And I think every piece of advice that I've given myself um, here that's been an element of it because you really can't do a job like this on your own. There is help out there. Um, sometimes it's not comfortable to ask for it, but I hope that you'll do yourself that favor and not try to do this all by yourself. So what would you tell yourself if you could go back in time? I'd love to know. Let me know in the comments. As I mentioned before, I'll leave links in the show notes for all kinds of great things. I've got lots of articles that relate to everything we talked about today, and I'll link those up in the blog post and show notes so you can find them in case you want to dig deeper. For more great information and resources, I hope you'll visit our website. That's eldercareguide.com. There's so much there. I can't even begin to describe to you what you'll find there. So just go take a look and let me know what you think. Thanks again for joining me and we'll talk real soon.